Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد يحيي ويميت وهو على كل شيء قدير واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ادى الامانه وبلغ الرساله ونصح الأمة فتركها على المحجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيد عنها إلا هالك عباد الله أوصيكم ونفسي بلزوم أمر الله وطاعته فمن عملي وصيتي فلنفسه ومن أساء فعليها وما ربك بظلام للعبيد أما بعد Dear brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الله سبحانه وتعالى in Surah Al-Ahzab, Ayah 21, says, بَعْدَ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ اللَّهَ وَلِيَوْمَ الْآخِرَةِ وَذَكَرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا صدق الله العظيم لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ Indeed, you have the best example in the Prophet sallallahu for those who, لمن كان يرجو الله واليوم الآخر. The one who will be looking forward to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he fears the day of judgment. And he fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وذكر الله كثيرا. And the one who is always in remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's always conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those the one who are looking for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the ones who fear the day of judgment, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is their best example. Their best example. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spent 13 years in Mecca calling for Islam. He did not leave any opportunity to approach people and to invite them to Islam and convince them and take them from the darkness to the light of Islam. He did not waste any moment in that. He did not waste a moment to show them that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who created them, should be their Rabb, should be the one who they should bow down to him and they should be the one who should be listening to him. They should be the one who is who they will obey him in their life, live their life in accordance to what pleases him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. 13 years after that, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed his mercy and his rahmah. On the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his companions, Al-Ansar came and they gave the pledge of allegiance to, to protect the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They opened their hearts to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They opened their arms 
hosting the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the Muslims in their land in Al-Madina. They did not live with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. All what they knew that what he was talking about made sense to them. And this is how they should be living their life. So the Prophet migrates from Mecca to Al-Madina. Al-Madina, some of them, majority of them, they did not see the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They did not know how he looks. They don't know how he is. They opened their arms and their doors. And the first thing that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did, he delivers on the message that he was preaching for for 13 years. Whatever he was calling for, for 13 years, which is al-ubudiyya wa rububiyya to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that started right away in implementation. Worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, obeying the commands and living your life according to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, that was the first thing that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did. Through what? Through the constitution of Al-Madina. A man who came to a land, he's not known in that land, he doesn't live in that land, and he's accepted as a leader in that land. The first thing that was done is establishing a constitution for that land. A constitution that says, Al-Muhajirun wal-Ansar ummatan wahidatan dun al-Nas. The Muhajireen and the Ansar, both are the Muslims. Those two groups, and Muhajireen and Ansar, are the Muslims. The Prophet sallallahu said, these, those are ummatan wahida. One ummah, one group compared to the others. If there is any dispute in Al-Madina, anywhere in Al-Madina, it has to go back to Allah and his messenger to decide on it. A constitution, because when some leader comes to a new land, a new area, people will be like, what will be our life like? What he's going to do? How am I gonna live my life? What kind of rules he will be ruling with? I will, be, will I be secure? Will I have safety? Will I have food? Will I be able to do this? Will I be able to do that? That's the first question that comes into the minds of people when someone takes over a land. And that's what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he gets wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah knows what goes in the minds of people. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed him and the first thing to do when he arrived in Medina, establish a constitution and tell everybody there that the rules and the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are the ones that will be implemented. Because this is what the Prophet ﷺ was calling for for the 13 years. When he was calling Quraysh, telling them, just say one word. Just say one word, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. And then the Arab and the Ajam, you will control the Arab and the Ajam. Controlling in terms of what? Because they are in better status? Or controlling in terms of they will be implementing the deen and the aqidah and the rules that you have believed in. This is very important to keep in mind. The Prophet ﷺ delivered. In the first day, he said, this is the constitution that will be followed. 
in Al-Madina. Everywhere, when there is a revolution, a new leadership, that's the first thing. Either they will come and say, we'll keep the current constitution and we'll just change faces, or we will change the constitution a little bit, or we will write a new constitution. This is very important because the people that they are living there, they need to know, it's their right to know how they will be ruled. Based on what they will be ruled. That's very important because you, as a leader, you will be looking for the security of the people, tranquility in the people. You want the people's minds to be in tranquility. You don't want them to be thinking, what's going to happen to us? Are we going to survive one day, next day, that day, that day? What's going to happen to us? So as a leader, you go and do that in the beginning. And that's what the United States did in Iraq. The first thing that they did, they removed the constitution. And they started their own constitution. Why I'm saying this? Just last weekend, the Muslims in Afghanistan, they took over control of their country. They took over control of their country that was occupied for 20 years, for injustice reasons. And everybody knows, my talk is not about those reasons. My talk, they took over. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, كُنْتُمْ خَيْرَ أُمَّةٍ أُخْرِجَتْ لِلنَّاسِ تَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَتَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ You are the best ummah sent out to mankind. You enjoy good and you forbid evil. And you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's my duty to enjoy good and forbid evil. It's your duty to enjoy good and forbid evil. The good is what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did when he migrated to Al-Madinah. The first thing, constitution. What are you going to follow? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam declared it. He's going to follow the rules and the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's my sincere call to the brothers, the Muslims in Afghanistan. Go and declare the constitution that you're going to follow. Don't keep it open. Don't keep the people, Muslims around the world and the people in Afghanistan themselves, don't keep them in doubt what's going to happen. The Prophet declared it, declared it out loud to everyone. He gathered all the Jewish tribes around the Medina and he wrote that constitution. All the neighboring tribes around the Medina, they knew this is the constitution. So it's the people's right to know how you will be ruled. And in turn, and for the sake of Al-Amr al-Ma'ruf al-Nahi al-Munkar, enjoying good, we ask them to go and establish the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That should be our attitude toward what happened and what's happening now in Afghanistan. We should be encouraging them to go and declare that they will be implementing the rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And only the rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because there are forces, many forces pulling them toward implementing other things other than the rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look at the first thing that happened in the media. That went out, out loud in the media. Everywhere in the media. What's going to happen to the women in Afghanistan? 
what's going to happen to the women when they go to school or not? Because they will be forced to wear the hijab and the jilbab. They will be forced against their will so they don't have the freedom. Well, a Western country imposed the same thing. France imposed on the Muslim women that if they wear the hijab, they cannot go to school. They cannot go to the university. They cannot work in public offices. And they can be fined in the streets. Oh, we don't talk about that. That's not a big deal. But when a Muslim group takes leadership of a country, this becomes a big issue. That the whole media propaganda goes around it. Whether it's a propaganda of kufr or the propaganda of the Muslims themselves. They will go against it. And they will start saying, what's going to happen to them? Will they go to school? Will they have medication? Will they be free to wear whatever they want? And think the whatever they want and act the way that they want. As if this freedom comes from Islam or has anything to do with Islam. Yes, there is a freedom in Islam, but it's bound by the ahkam al-shari'ya. It's bound by the ahkam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's bound by the rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we the Muslims should understand and should be the ones who are actually giving the advice to our brothers there. Yes, be out loud and say it, that you're going to implement the rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And be out loud about it and you say, women will have their rights that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them. Women will not be abused the way they are abused in this country. I just looked up statistics about women abused in this country from the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. One in four women experiences sexual violence. One in four. Islam protects that. The Sharia that everybody is afraid of protects that. In this country, from 2016 to 2018, the number of intimate partner violence victimization in the United States increased 42%. This is just a little bit of statistics. One in five women in the United States are victims of rape or attempt rape during their lifetime. This is the freedom. This is how women are being used when the Sharia and the Deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are not implemented. When the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are not implemented. Is this the freedom that we want to our sisters? Is this the life that we want to our mothers and sisters and daughters? So we go and be the first one who are afraid what's going to happen to the Muslims in Afghanistan? I saw a lot of Muslims, unfortunately, who have, I don't know what happened. Are they secular in their mind where they don't know what Islam says? About this, they don't know how Islam elevated the status of woman from jahiliyyah, nothing, to a woman that she's equal, equal to the man in eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not her responsibilities. This is what Islam says. They are equal in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in terms of accountability, in terms of status. But when it comes to responsibility, Allah declares our responsibility. Gave man a certain responsibility and gave the woman another set of responsibilities. In the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, both are the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Responsibilities are different. Yes, this is what the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is where dignity was given to the woman. 
where their status was elevated in the society after the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he migrated to Al-Madinah, he declared that is the constitution that he's going to follow. That is the constitution that he's going to implement. The rules and the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nothing else. So if you want the dignity of our sisters, our wives, our mothers, our daughters, it comes through the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It doesn't come through a system that gives you statistics, scary statistics. That took the status of woman just to a, to a sexual object. You go to buy a car, you will find a picture of a half-naked woman. What has what this had to do with a car? But that's the status. That's how a woman was used. And is this what the Muslims want our brothers in Afghanistan to do and implement a secular system that will take the status of woman from a dignified status that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took her, put her in to a status where she just used in the marketplace something for marketing where there is no dignity, there is no shame, there is nothing. Is this what we want? If this is what we want, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is bereaved from that. Allah has nothing to do with that. And we should go and reconsider how we go look at Islam, how and understand Islam, and look at the view that this media and propaganda is actually pushing in the minds, in our minds, and in the minds of our children, and in the minds of the Muslims, and understand Islam correctly. Understand Islam how it looks at this issue. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم فيحفظ المستغفر نستغفر الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله Dear brothers and sisters I started the khutbah or the ayah that you have the best example in the Prophet and everything in our life eating, drinking, dressing, talking, uh, doing business we have the best example and that example is also an example when we establish a state when we take authority in a certain land he was the example he declared it from the first time the first moment he entered to Al-Madinah, he established a constitution, and that constitution was in line with what he was calling and preaching for the last 13 years. The constitution of ruling everyone according to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for us, our responsibility towards what's going on everywhere in the Muslim land. Allah summarized it in the ayah. كُنْتُمْ خَيْرَ أُمَّةً أُخْرِجَتْ لِلنَّاسِ تَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَتَنْهَوْنَ عَلَى الْمُنْكَرِ You are the best ummah that been sent to mankind because you do enjoy good and forbid evil. And you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you see good, encourage it. Enjoy it. Support it. So our brothers who are there, they see that there is support. And if you see them deviating, Hold them accountable. Hold them accountable. Tell them this is the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what it says. 
We the Muslims are not blind followers. We the Muslims are blind followers when it comes to the ahkam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that are clear in the Quran and the Sunnah. We follow it blindly. But we don't follow a leader blindly. We don't follow a man blindly. We don't follow a khatib blindly. We don't follow a sheikh blindly. We go back to the Quran and the Sunnah. If they deviate from it, no, hold on. This is what Allah says. This is what the Messenger of Allah said. This is the hukm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have to establish it in order for you to be a true Islamic state, a true Islamic leadership. And that's our duty. Yes, we don't live in Afghanistan. The same way, by the way, when the Iranian revolution started. When Taliban took over in Afghanistan. When the Muslims in, in, uh, in Sudan, when they all declared Islamic these are the Islamic countries, we are the Islamic countries, and we're going to implement the rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and end up not implementing the rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have a history. There is a history. And that's why the Muslims are in doubt. Because there is a history in the Muslims' lands. There's a history of groups coming and saying, we have authority now, we're going to implement Islam, and end up not doing that. So these doubts are legitimate in the minds of the Muslims. But these doubts should not be, I should not be taking that doubt as a tool to go and bad image the people who are coming now. Give them a chance. Give them a chance. Encourage them. Show them the true path. They might listen to you. Show them that you have to follow the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You sacrificed your life for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're rewarded. Then make sure that you follow the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and everything. This is how you do al-amr wal-ma'roof. And if you see them deviating, it's still my duty and your duty and the duty of every Muslim. Don't listen to the propaganda in the media about women rights and all of that. Who understands Islam fully and who implements Islam fully will elevate the status of the woman to a status that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who declared where that status will be. A status she never dreamed of. Ibadallah, inna Allah amarakum bi amran tadahu bi nafsi khusanna alayhi malaykati faqal inna Allah wa malaykatahu yusalluna ala nabiyya ayyuhaladina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم وبارك اللهم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم انصر المسلمين بالإسلام وأعز المسلمين بالإسلام واخذل المشركين أعداءك وأعداء الدين إنهم لا يعجزونك اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وتب علينا يا رب العالمين اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات إنك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات اللهم كن معنا ولا تكن علينا يا رب العالمين اللهم كن معنا ولا تكن علينا يا رب العالمين وأخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وأقم الصلاة Thank you for listening to this podcast Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.